Welcome to this takeover of BTS on the Boss Babe podcast. The BTS takeover is the product of me, Natalie Ellis, and my two friends, Emily Gallagher and Alexi Panos, as we sat down to have real open, behind the scenes, vulnerable conversations with women that we really look up to. For this entire week, BTS conversations will be taken over the podcast and we really can't wait to hear what you think. As always, share and tag us on social media, letting us know what your biggest takeaway was as we love to know which conversations we should have next. This episode is brought to you by the Boss Babe Insta Growth Accelerator, a 12-week program designed to help you grow and monetize your Instagram account. If you're ready to grow your audience with your absolute ideal clients who are throwing their credit cards at you, then listen up. I've created a completely free 90-minute training to show you how to do exactly that. I'm taking you through the step-by-step strategy to attracting 10,000 ideal clients as followers over the next 30 days. If you know that growing your audience with ideal clients who can't wait to buy from you would completely change the game, then this training is for you. As I said, it's totally free. I just recommend turning up with a journal and getting rid of all distractions as we waste no time getting into the nitty gritty specifics. You know that I love specifics. To get started with the training, just head to bossbabe.com forward slash IG dash growth or hit the link in the show notes below. In our very first episode of BTS, we peeled back the curtains on the critical things we wished we knew before we started our business. These are the things that could have saved us loads of time, tons of money, and definitely a lot of stress and frustration. So if you want to hear the information that's normally saved for our private conversations, this is for you. So let's jump into this episode of BTS. All right. So you know, there's a bunch of things in business that we now know that at first we definitely did not know. Definitely did not know. And I wish I knew. (laughs) I wish I knew a lot of things before I got into this world. Mm -hmm. What would you guys say are like the top, top three things Mm. that you wish you knew that probably would have supported you along the way? Mm, This question. Yeah. I think for me, the first thing is people. Uh. I just didn't realize how important a team was I think in the beginning you Mm. get used to so used to doing everything yeah and then you get to a point where you realize you can only scale if you've got really good people on board with you Mm -hmm. I remember hearing um, a quote on another podcast actually and it was someone saying don't ask how am I going to do this ask who is going to help me do this I love that oh that's good yeah Yeah. and write that down tweet that (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's really core to everything that we do. And whenever we have a new idea or a new project or anything, it's very much like who is going to lead this. And instead of throwing my hat in the ring and assuming I am the best person to Mm. do it, like, no, let me have the idea and let me support. But there are people out there who are like they are so good at very specific things. So Mm -hmm. why not bring them in? So, yeah, building our team, it's it's one of the hardest things, honestly. Right? (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about that in the car. (laughs) But it's yeah, it's one of the most rewarding things I've I remember when I was hiring uh, my first full-time hire which was terrifying right I I was finding it so hard to find the right person it was taking months and months and I kind of told myself the story of like I I'm bad at finding the right people to Mm. work with me Mm. and I was seeing everyone around me hiring so quickly and then I brought on the most amazing um operations manager and we really did look for a long time to get her and she killed it and I've seen other people who were hiring fast have actually been firing fast and and for us I mean she's gonna be with us as long as we can keep her she's amazing yeah um 
And so actually I changed that story of, no, it takes me a while to find the right mm, person, but I when they that. are there, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys can yeah. that. You know, someone actually told me that higher, slow, fire fast. Yeah, tell, and I think that was one of my biggest edges when I first started hiring people is I didn't even think I needed someone until I was in the weeds. And then mm-hmm. I needed them so bad that I just hired whoever was around. And yeah quite honestly, didn't really hire people who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I hired just on like, oh, I like you, you're a cool person. And sometimes that worked out and a lot of times it didn't. And I spent a lot of time and a lot of time money. Of money, yeah. Um, but one thing I want to ask you, Natalie, is with that, like with your first hire, did you have the money for it? Because I know a lot of people when mm-hmm. they first started, and this was something that came up for me, it was like, whoa, I can't even think about giving this much money of my business to somebody else because I've been doing everything myself for mm-hmm. so long. How was that for you? Yeah, and before we hired our first full-time um, kind of senior hire, we did have other full-timers working with us, um, kind of less senior, and we were working with a lot of agencies. So I was used to paying someone, but bringing someone on, you know, with like a significant salary, that was terrifying for me. Mm. We we could afford it, yes, but it didn't make it any less scary. We mm. had the money in the bank, and I'm very much like, I like to have runway in the bank. I like to know that we can afford to pay salaries, even if we have a couple of quiet months. Mm-hmm. But that being said, because we could afford it, I waited far too long. Right. Uh, so I really wish I'd have started looking before I could afford it. Because mm-hmm. when you hire senior people and you hire people that are really good, they bring their own value. They yeah. Sure do. And yeah. they kind of add to how much money <laughs> yeah. you're bringing in. So yeah. even if you're just before you can't really fully afford it, mm-hmm. that bit of uncomfortableness is not even a word but that yeah. <laughs> uncomfortableness really pushes you to make it happen mm-hmm. yeah. and so now what I'm doing it like me and Danielle sit down and we plan okay who do we need over the next 12 months mm. and we start looking for right. those positions now yeah. which might seem a bit preemptive but if we find the right person I mean by the time you put them through interviews yeah, and on board yeah yeah and you agree on all the all the the packages that actually you probably can't afford it and they are going to bring their own value mm-hmm. so yeah. i waited far too long and i don't recommend doing that because yeah. i mean we were drowning mm-hmm. yeah, yeah wow what about think, you em talk about this because i i know a little bit about your, your <laughs> some of my history. journeys and <laughs> <laughs> yeah lexi was a bit of a hiring coach for me at some point when i kept running into the same problems with my team and i was like hmm there's a common denominator here because i think that sometimes when we hire it's like you expect you know, you can at the early stages, people to come on and instantly be valuable. But there's that process where people yeah. actually have to learn the business, like get acquainted and actually be able to then contribute to the team, which is why it's so important, I think, to hire when you uh, before you need them yeah. um, and have those processes in place to support them, like making sure you actually have have a way to bring them into the team. I think sometimes, I know for me, for sure, I was like, because for a lot of the entrepreneurs out there, we're not usually, not all of us, Alexi's extremely process-driven and you probably are too, Nat, so I'll speak for myself and a lot of people <laughs> that I know. I'm not a very process-orientated person, so hiring someone, I need someone to come in and do that. So at the yeah. initial stages, it was like, oh, come and help me and I don't know how to like actually support you and being a good team member, whereas now there's the, you know, procedures in place and and ways to actually bring people on and I know a lot more for what to look for when I'm hiring and um but it is definitely a process and but again something that I think you have to do that little bit that when you're on that edge of like oh I really need it but it's really scary I think that it's like it's a nerve-wracking process no matter what when you're bringing someone onto the team to trust someone with your vision and to and to then also the the paying them and everything so Yeah, it's a it's a journey, but it's it's essential if you want to be able to scale. It is, and also have a life while you're running a business. <laughs> Which actually brings me to one of my big lessons: is yeah. like what it actually costs to have mm. a business, right? Mm. You know, I think for a long time I bought into like the the quick 
hit idea where it's like you can build this business overnight and have all you these. You can go onto a cabana and Tulum <laughs> and have a business. <laughs> you can literally just pop out over your laptop, right. your laptop, <laughs> and have this amazing lifestyle. And yeah. I bought into that dream for a while, um, but when I actually look at what it cost me to build. Mm -hmm. It was so many early mornings and late nights. It was, you know, 18 hour, sometimes 24 hour days during mm -hmm. launch time. Um, it was a lot of my relationships. Like I literally like fell off the face of the earth right. for essentially three years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It's like, what happened to Alexi? Oh, she was building her business. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you weren't directly related to my business in some way, thank God my my now husband was a part of it. Right. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would have just been straight up single. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But the, the cost, mm -hmm. right? And there's such a cost. But if you love your business, you don't necessarily feel it. Yeah. And I think I didn't really feel it until now I kind of look back and I'm mm -hmm. now starting to cultivate my community again yeah. and being really intentional about that. I'm like, whoa, I actually didn't have friends for a long time. <laughs> like, yeah. I was kind of friendless yeah. for, for a while. And then like like what you said, investing the time and the money in, in this thing that's at one point just a dream, right? Yeah. Just kind of like a hope and a wish and an idea. Mm -hmm. And you've really got to like burn your boats and mm -hmm. go, let's see, let's go all in. Let's see what I can do with this. And it can be scary, especially if, yeah. you know, funds are low and, and those resources aren't just like abundantly flowing in. And right. you're, Which they're I, often not at the beginning. Yeah, I bootstrapped. Yeah. I went on my credit cards. Like mm -hmm. I did everything I had to do to make yeah. it happen. So yeah. that was a big cost for me. Yeah, I think that that's, I think we're in this stage in this era where entrepreneurship has been glamorized a lot. Yeah. So because of the, you know, the Instagram and social media and, and this, this, I think the switch in mentality where it's kind of like, it's very cool to be an entrepreneur now. Like I was speaking to someone recently who was telling me that, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, it was actually really uncool to be an entrepreneur. It was like <laughs> yeah. very, very niche, very like odd, you yeah, know, like, whereas, oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's strange. <laughs> you know, whereas now it's like, it's kind of become in a way, I feel like some people feel a lot of pressure to be an entrepreneur because yeah. it feels like the thing that oh, if you're not doing your own thing, like it's a little less than to sort of not be creating. Right, right, um, right, And I think with that comes a lot of like false expectation about what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. So people yeah. say, oh, I want to do that because there's the social pressure or this expectation. But the reality is there's so many, you guys all know like how many things are on the cutting room floor that never make it. It's like a movie, right? Yeah. Like how much movie they shoot to get to 60 to two hours of movie. Yeah. That's the same with running a business. Yeah. There's so many phone calls, meetings, ideas, videos, everything that never make see the light of day yeah, yeah. that people don't see um and i think it's again important which is why i know that we're really committed to having these conversations yeah. to Let talk about in. the reality of like what it takes what we go through to build it it's not yeah. like don't do it because it's we as we all know it's like the best thing ever it is and, and it i also want to speak to this though because yeah. i don't think everyone's born to be an entrepreneur right mm -hmm. i really don't and you know like as a business coach that's not a good business move right, for me to say right. that. It would be way better if I was like, you can do it and you can do it. And you I can used do to it. think that. I yeah. don't so much oh, anymore. Yeah, I don't and think that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't think that. Like, yeah. I don't think everybody has not not necessarily what it takes, but the specific skill set mm -hmm. that's required to be an entrepreneur. You need and to risk be, thresholds. That's it. You've <laughs> got to be really comfortable with risk. And mm -hmm. a lot of people come in and they want the lifestyle, they want the result, they want the outcome, but they don't really want to do what it takes and lean into that edge yep. consistently. Like I'm talking day in and day out mm -hmm. on your edge. Yep. 
a lot of people can't can't handle that, and that's okay, right? Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's, there's nothing wrong with that, and I no. think that's part of the point. Sometimes too. I wish that I like had a very low tolerance for risk, <laughs> so I could just have like a corporate job and like like have it, like turn green off. <laughs> yeah, like have it turn <laughs> off at the end of the day where I don't have to like worry about managing people or yeah. my business, and it's just like oh, I just clocked out. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design, and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So... I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting, and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life dot com slash boss babe for this special offer prolonlife.com slash boss babe yeah I, <laughs> I feel you i but i think i'm such a born entrepreneur i don't think that was like ever even an option for me yeah mm-hmm. but it, it's funny because Same, based on results yeah yeah <laughs> when i first started this whole entrepreneurship journey and i i dived right into it after university for me it was i had this one goal i was like if i can supplement like my entire lifestyle traveling by just having a business then I'm good and that's what I did through Instagram and I actually did it I was living that like laptop lifestyle where I would just work a couple of hours a day and I was traveling and I was earning pretty good money but Mm. all that money was going on flights and hotels and actually for all I was only working a couple of hours a day there was this big stress in me Mm. like what if this doesn't happen next month because it was very much like I needed to make sure every single month it was coming in it was not this consistent income yeah yeah 
And the the second I make the decision to like really go at my business, all of that changed. That mm. whole idea of a laptop, laptop lifestyle right. was just went out the window. Like mm-hmm. to scale a real business yeah. and to have real consistent income and do it properly. Mm-hmm. It's just not the reality. And what happened to me, like when, what you're saying, what it really takes. I used to be so extroverted and I used to be at like all the events and parties <laughs> and dinners and being an entrepreneur really turned me into being an introvert because I expend so much energy with work that that I get invited to a dinner and sometimes it gives me anxiety even Mm. the thought of going out that night and networking more with people Mm -hmm. and so I I set my intention of I'm gonna go out three times this week I'm gonna be social but the amount of resistance that I have to work (laughs) through to do that girl you're speaking my language right (laughs) it like you it takes work to drag me out of the house because same Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm 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 putting out so much energy for my people my team my business my programs it's a lot And, Mm -hmm. and I think you're absolutely right it takes that and I think a lot of us don't necessarily know that until we're in it Mm. yeah yeah it's interesting because for me I feel like I was in that for a while of um you know I was spending a couple the last couple of years like traveling a lot and I was in so much you know I burnt out a couple of times because it's you know running a team running a business planning launches and moving to different Airbnbs every five days in different (laughs) countries is like yeah it's great but it's actually like it takes such an emotional and mental physical cost sure um and it's interesting now since being in LA and having this stability and switching into actually which is one of my my next points um really getting this flow here guys our conversation is just leaning right (laughs) into the things um is is that sort of switch that I've made as to bringing like a lot of more play into the business because I know for me like um, I got into this context of just like push push grind grind achieve achieve and you know I felt like I was always in this sort of like I don't think I realized it at the time but I was in this sort of low level anxiety a lot of the time Mm. because it was like oh always thinking about this and planning this and dealing with this person and yeah and now I've I've kind of switched this context and you know I'm in a slightly more transitional space in my business I'm not in like deep build scale mode which is um, just a stage that I'm in which is really awesome so I think it allows me to step into this play a lot more but I feel like internally I've switched a bit of a context from this pressuring you know hard-working grind mode into just like bringing a lot more play into not just my business but my life and I really feel like through doing that it's opened up so much more enjoyment for my business and also opportunities so it's like it feels like it's taken a lot of pressure off um, the, the need to drive and the need to create and I think that that is something that I really have only started doing in the last sort of four months. And it's just meant that this whole process of building a business, which is if we really look at it, like, why are we doing this, right? It's for joy, it's for freedom, it's for fun, it's for contribution, it's for, like, connection, it's for all of these amazing reasons is really often why we start a business. And I feel like I was not really connected to a lot of those things. So bringing this play into my business and my life has really meant that I now actually enjoy my business and I enjoy my life because I think that I think that there's a dangerous um, there's there's a danger of making business the whole pie. Yeah, and I 100%. really think that business should be a part of our pie um, because then the thing is, if anything goes wrong with work, if anything goes wrong with the team, whatever, if that's the whole focus, then people lose their minds and people. It's like, oh, now everything is not working. So I I'm think, not working, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, my life is not working because yeah. this business, but business is a part of. It's like a vehicle and like purpose and everything, but there's other pieces. Yeah. So I feel like play has been huge to me and I feel like I wish I knew that earlier. I just want to say to like, you know, Em and I have known each other now for a couple of years yeah. and, and Nat, you and I are, are new friends, yeah. but 
one of the coolest things in watching Emily's journey is she's really leaned into this. Like, we have a skate club. We've right. We've only gone skating once. We may have only gone once. <laughs> I may have fallen on my tailbone. She may it's have fine. almost broken her tailbone. But things yeah. like that that seem so ridiculous that yeah. seem like they absolutely do not contribute to the bottom line. Like, right. we went to yoga. We did, like, morning dance sessions. Yeah. And we've just been, like, out quite a bit. This one's been keeping me busy. But <laughs> it absolutely has... Yeah added to my bottom line. That's the thing. It actually does add to the bottom line. I really believe it does. It does. And that's actually one of the the things I wanted to share too is like there's no there to get to. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I think early on in my business journey it was oh, once I do this launch and once I oh, do yeah. this prod- project and once I do da 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 then I'll. Yep. And, and, and that's a trap. Oh, it's yeah. such a trap, right? Yeah. And I think I've really let that land of yeah. like, there is no there to get to. Mm-hmm. It's all right now. Yep. So now what do I want to create? How do I want to play? Yeah. What do I want to try on? And then mm-hmm. it, like you said, it removes that pressure of like, this has to be the launch. This right. has to be the thing. Like we were in Jamaica over New Year's and I did a launch of Soul School, which is my membership, my membership <laughs> program. By the pool. I was like, literally laying in the pool on a floaty. Yeah. I was like, I'm in launch mode right now. Right. Like <laughs> just creating a new avatar for what it needs to look like. But by the yeah. way, that was a huge breakthrough for me because mm. the last launch I did, which was probably a year prior to that, I was totally stressed out. Yeah. And losing my mind up 24 hours, like working on all the things, finalizing the website like 20 minutes before the launch, freaking out. Yeah. And here I was like, I'm just going to make this as easy as possible and as graceful as possible. Yeah. And I may not get as many people. Right. But whatever. Yeah. And how does it get to feel in the process? And that's it. And the process of it and like loving the process and enjoying the creativity Mm -hmm. and like the play of the creativity has Mm -hmm. been huge. I I feel that because it's like, for me, for, for when I was building my business, I kept thinking when I do this, yep. when I reach that. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where, you know, I can happily say I don't need more money. Yeah. I don't need, like, these things aren't in need for me. Yeah, It's very much I want, I want, like, I want to do this. I yeah. crave to do this. Yeah. And so with that, you have to be able to give yourself some space mm-hmm. yeah. because I, I found myself in almost this, like, launch addiction loop <laughs> right. where... Yes. I would go crazy and launch something and it would do really well. And I'd think, oh, amazing. I can relax now. Right. <laughs> and then I'd relax. Yeah, I do. yeah. And then I'd have another idea. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go and do this. Yeah. And I'd go and do that. And then I found myself in this absolute loop of like being so busy and working like crazy. And then that, that launches and then all of a sudden you breathe again and you kind of get addicted to that stress, yeah, right? Yeah, You're like, 100%. okay, I'm going to get back in it now. And realizing that for me has mm. been a game changer. Mm, like I, I really try, no matter whether it's a launch or whether it's a quiet period, I try and have that structure. I try and do the exact same things and feel the same way mm. to try and break that stress addiction mm. loop. Because I think that's one of the hardest things for us. Mm. Like when things are quiet, you're almost like, hmm, this shouldn't be so quiet. <laughs> right. I'm going to need to fill this right. space with yeah. something yeah. really love, large. <laughs> I'd love to dive in. Right, and very stressful. Right. I'd love to dive in on this one actually and ask you guys because I think that a part of that is the societal conditioning of like achievement equals success, success yes. equals worthiness, right? And I think especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and again with this like glamorization of like achievement and being an entrepreneur and all of these things, the expectations now especially on like young people, but that's a whole other story, on us to become and be and more, 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 the standard is so much higher. And so yeah. I think that the that why I think it can be so addictive is, because, and I'd be curious to know if both of your answers, 
is this identity that we can create around achievement and success and like, okay, so when I create this launch and I bring in this revenue and I bring in these numbers and et cetera, that therefore means that I am. So when there's that space and that emptiness, you know, as a society, we don't value happiness as a metric of <laughs> we success. Talk about we talk about it, it like, and yeah. we don't value peace of mind. We don't yeah. value deep, meaningful connections and just afternoons off with your friends. Like we should, but like as a mainstream society, that's yeah. not a metric that we really look up to. So yeah. I'd be curious to know whether you feel like that plays a part in the addiction and the stress loop of achievement for either of you guys. Maybe you can speak to anything that's alive for you there. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely like my entire life. It was for me, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Literally my entire life since I was young, I've always been an overachiever. It's always like born entrepreneur, had my first business at eight, like my second business at nine, my third business at 10, like just killing the game, selling candy, selling cheat sheets, like whatever I could (laughs) to make money because I love this idea that I could make money and like buy my own stuff because my parents are both entrepreneurs and they always said if you want anything like earn it and right. I'm, I'm grateful for that and it also created this monster in a way mm-hmm. where it's like oh let me see what I can create and because I did well in school and I did well kind of with business and life, I always got celebrated by society. And right. that felt really good for my ego. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you don't wow. know any better. You're getting validated. <laughs> validated addictive. left and right. And mm-hmm. even, you know, from the people that love me the most and know and accept me for who I am, yeah. they, they're even like, wow, you're doing great. Like, yeah. I saw what you're, you did in New York. That's great. And it wasn't until I hit my rock bottom, and I've right. had a few of them, but mm-hmm. my first one where I recognized, you know, I had a couple shows on network TV and, had you know a six figure modeling career and basically had the dream life was yeah. like live all things in it. society says are amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah and I was miserable you yeah. know I bought my first place in New York and renovated it I did all the things checked all the boxes and recognized like holy cow this actually isn't it and yeah. and that's when I had to do the soul searching and actually be okay with myself mm-hmm. just being mm-hmm. and that's been a process like yeah. even in those spacious moments I still have the urge to fill it mm-hmm. because it's like I feel like I'm almost doing a disservice to my creativity if I'm not honoring mm-hmm. these ideas that mm-hmm. are coming through yeah so it, it's it's a, a gift and a curse in a way and it's really about like mitigating and managing it and yeah. really checking in and being honest mm-hmm. oh, yes I mean this question I, I could talk for hours on it. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a child, uh, like my childhood was filled with a lot of domestic abuse. There was mm-hmm. a lot of depression in my household. It was very traumatic. And mm-hmm. that often meant that I went ignored. I oh, was right. the caregiver. I was ignored. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized very early on is if I do well at school, I get attention. I get yeah, celebrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And without knowing it, I became absolutely addicted to this. Mm-hmm. And I was the kid that no matter what was going on at home, I was getting top grades in my class. Like mm-hmm. I was killing it. And same as you, Alexi, like really like started these businesses early on. I mean, for me, I was like, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Same. Small I, town. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get myself out of here so I was 13 and I started to make really good money on the internet and I was like this is my doing what just curiously Uh, building websites okay get it girl Um, (laughs) I was not doing that when I was 13 that's why my landing pages kill it (laughs) I've been doing it for a while now (laughs) wow 13 years she's OG on the web web. 13 that was like some that was like like when AOL just came out I was sitting on MSN messenger when I got home you were building (laughs) I mean same same but I was also like DMing all the eBay (laughs) shops at the time and I was like hey you should get off eBay and get your own website I'll do it for you then I 
then I noticed a hustle. Every day I'm hustling. There was a little gap in the market and I found this way I could like import products from China. So not only would I build this eBay store, (laughs) a website, but I would import products for them and sell it to them wholesale. But so I started doing that. Meanwhile, I'm just doing cheat sheets and candy. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm literally sitting on Emerson Messenger talking to boys. That's what I was doing. (laughs) I mean, I did that too. You know, you did. Yeah, all the things. Um, But yeah, I started to make really good money. And that for me, on top of the achievement side was a real big addiction. Um, And so even now it shows up and there's times where like I might want to just chill for a day and I might want to go and lay by my pool and chill. And then I even in my head, I can hear myself thinking well mm. Stephen will think you're not even working <laughs> <laughs> Stephen couldn't give a shit if I'm working right <laughs> he'd probably be so proud of you yeah but in my head I have this story like and he's like, judging you yeah and yeah, and it's so funny because I'm the opposite if I see anyone like chilling and like still killing and I'm like oh my god I'm so happy for them like right. this is awesome but then for myself I'm like why am I assuming I'm being judged when I never judge anyone for that right yeah. it's real it's it's a thing see the truth yeah. is like full disclosure I've judged people for that for what? For taking time off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because secretly I wish I could do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. the only time I was really judging people was when I I didn't feel I quote unquote had that. the time. Yeah. I just it. wasn't creating it. I wasn't right. prioritizing it. But I totally judge people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this person doesn't work as hard as me. And like the whole like, I the, and I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. Will yeah. Smith is like famous for saying I will outwork anybody right. in this industry. I may not be as talented, but. I'll outwork anybody. Yeah. And I heard that a long time ago. And that was like my motto. You were like, yes, I was me like, too. I may not be talented in as this person or this, but I will outwork and outgrind everybody because mm. I'm like born hustler. Yep. But like, I'm not proud of that anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. like my whole mentality around that has shifted. So I love that you brought that up yeah. because I was just thinking about that. Now I celebrate people who do that because mm. I know that it takes a lot to create that. Mm-hmm. And it takes like being a stand for true self-care and self-love not yeah. like massages and manicures but like those are nice too but <laughs> they're yeah. nice as well but like true self-love yeah. like i'm gonna take some space and just be and not yeah. have to be anything other than than that yeah yeah yeah, yeah and i think it's also like something i want to just presence is like it it really comes down to like tapping into what feels good because it might feel really amazing for you to just like you for example alexi and i know you as well Nat. to be honest like you love to create I and do. like you that's something that brings you like a lot of joy to like sit and tinker on a website yeah. Me clearly, it doesn't. Like I, don't, I would rather like go and skate, pull, pull or, your, like, pull go your snowboarding, or like something else. So it's like it's like tapping into like the, again. There's no formula, but like yeah. it's if that feels really aligned for you to just keep working on something and it's bringing you all this joy and everything like that, and your life is feeling really good. It's not like don't do it because it's bad to just be achieving all the time. But it's I think it's like yeah, like what, catching what resonates the loop. for you? Yeah, like because it can be insidious and you can not see it sometimes. Of like, and I think that's just comes to like probably one of the things that I, I mean I've got on here like trust which is also like spirituality and ritual and like like self-awareness like tapping in it's really just tapping into what feels aligned for you like yeah. what feels good because if you're burning out and you're frustrated and overwhelmed then that's a sign and like that's what happened to me my brother said to me last year when I was doing my TED talk and launching and planning events in Australia and I was like full meltdown and like thought I was about to get depression and it was the second time that year that I had full emotionally, mentally, physically burnt out. And he was like, you are not listening. Like mm. the universe is trying to tell you, like yeah. someone's trying to tell you that what you're doing is not working. Like yeah. this is not how it should be, you yeah. know, and that really landed for me. And honestly, since then, I've pivoted everything just internally, really. Yeah. And now everything feels so much more spacious and playful and fun. And and you just sometimes that needs to happen for you to actually see, okay, 
this isn't this isn't how I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that that also this whole achievement thing really brings me on to one of the things that I wish I knew when I yeah. started was imposter syndrome. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I literally yeah. have that written down, mm-hmm. too. I'm like, girl. Yeah, it's real. And so real. oh, my God, it still affects me now. It's so funny because I will like get a message from someone that I totally respect and mm. I might have the same size business of them. I mean, who really gives a shit? But I, I might. And then, but then they'll message me and say, I want to collaborate. And I'll be like, oh, what? With yeah. me? Really? Who, me? Right. And I'll like, I'll call Steve and I'll be like, can you believe this? And he's like, yeah. Yes. He's like, yeah, I can. Of course. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. <"Really?"> right. <laughs> and it's still. What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Yeah. And it still blows my mind. But one thing mm. that I've had to get really good at is knowing my worth and yeah, knowing yeah. my value. And, yeah. um, I've gotten into a few partnerships in business where they haven't been that good for me. Mm. And I've kind of partnered with people because I've thought I can't do this on right. my own. I yep. need them yep. for this. I, I need mm-hmm. them for this. Yeah. And the truth is I didn't. Yeah. And I've gotten into it and I've realized my own value after the fact. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's advice that I give to a lot of people before you do anything like that and before you and I and, and I am a big fan of collaboration, but before you give your value yeah. away in yeah. your head and before you dilute your power, really think about mm. how much you're bringing to the table. That's and that's huge. Yeah. That's changed my negotiations. Like, right. And it's so funny because I used to go into my negotiations like I'm not a born negotiator. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I love to just create and, and be given a contract. I'm like, right. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and <take> so <laughs> I go into my negotiations just thinking, oh, my God, it's so amazing that they want to work with me and they yeah. see this. And, and I say yes to whatever they propose. Now I go in and I'm like, I know my value. You're right. in or you're out. And I and I yes. don't care if you're out because yes. it's not aligned. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my contracts have doubled. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of these things I would never have even thought to question because I know my worth internally. Right. Yeah. And it's not about how many followers you have. It's not about how much money you make. Mm. It's about how much value you bring and how much like value you are yeah and i wish someone had told me that right that is that's so huge and it's so funny in television like as a host i used to be a tv host i don't know if you knew that natalie but when i did that i knew my value in that because i had just been in the game and i saw how i was like kind of I could stand out from other people based on how i showed up and i used the same thing like here's what i want or i'm a no i'm walking away yeah. so i used to always get what i wanted then when I transitioned to my business being about me mm. and not about what other people are telling me to say, right? Because mm. there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's what I'm saying from my heart versus here's a script, Alexi, read this. Mm. And that was really challenging because I almost said to myself, like, well, who am I? Like, who's going to care what I have to say? Because I've been programmed to be given a script right. on what's important to, to share. Mm-hmm. So that's been a huge journey for me and yeah. actually – what I wrote is getting over myself is required. Like that's something that I wish I knew. Because yeah. I think in some way I, I got into business almost to prove something to mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, the journey of business has has forced me to do so much inner work, which is oh, great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. And it's like scary as hell sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes I don't want to look at how much I give a shit about what people think. And mm. that was a huge one, like getting over the fear of like, well, what are they going to say if I do this video on this topic? And yeah. even the process of getting to the person I am now on my platform, which is like the most me I've ever been, mm. that's been a journey yeah. to find my voice, my authentic voice. Because I think in the beginning it was like, well, who do I need to be to be successful? Yeah. yeah. Right. And now it's like, well, no, I get to be myself. And if you don't like it, 
fuck you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels out. good mm-hmm. to get there. It's yeah. so and and you mentioned personal growth. It's so funny because I remember when I was at university and we'd look in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Oh yeah. And theoretically, I got it. Self-actualization. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. what that is. You're like nailing it. Oh God, no. <laughs> I I remember hitting that point of like you you get to a point in business where you're only going to grow as much as you grow personally. hundred oh, yeah. percent. That's the real piece of yeah. Maslow's. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't recognize that. You know, we, we all do business coaching in some aspect yeah. and a lot of clients will come to us and say, oh, I need the, the strategy. I need the thing, the funnel or whatever oh, yeah. to get to that next thing. And I'm like, no, it's actually you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to look there, you yep. can actually really break this ceiling and become mm-hmm. successful. But unfortunately, a lot of people just want the strategy and they think that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you don't have the context to hold that strategy yeah it's not gonna work yeah Yeah. i remember one of the most profound things steven ever said to me he's gonna love getting all these mentions but um, (laughs) i give him uh, one of my goals for launch a couple of years ago and he was like cool double it (laughs) what it's like double the goal i was like i can't do that yeah it's like double it i love that you can do it and i Mm want to see you do it yeah so i doubled it and i wrote it on my whiteboard i'm like ocd about having all my numbers on so i wrote it on my whiteboard And I remember looking at that goal and being absolutely terrified. But he'd said to me, that's what I want to see. And like the overachiever kicked in. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I will do Mm -hmm. it. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. And I I even videoed the day I hit it and I was crying. And I was like, I actually hit my goal. And he was like, yeah, I know know it. And every single time you set a goal now, you need to double it because... You're you sitting from a place of... Yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's mm-hmm. all personal growth. And when I doubled it, it wasn't, you know, going and doing another funnel. Yeah. I did nothing more than I would have mm. done had the goal been half. Yeah. But it was the personal growth. It was the personal belief. It was um, mm-hmm. looking within and yeah. pushing the boundaries within mm-hmm. that actually pushed the bottom line. Yeah. And so uh, everything you're saying there, it's so true. So mm. uh, like for anyone listening, like truly ask yourself, okay, if I doubled this goal, who do I need to be yeah. to who, get there? Who do I need to become in order to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Most people aren't asking that. They're like, who do I need to hire? What funnel do I need? What mm. system do I need? No. Who do I need to become? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That is the game. It's the game of everything. It's the game of powerful relationships, powerful mm-hmm. business, powerful mm-hmm. friendships, everything. Mm-hmm. Like secret sauce to life. Secret sauce to life. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> something that I think that, which is one of mine, I think also echoed through here as well, is like the power of relationships. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that was Stephen seeing you, knowing you. And I was having yeah. this conversation with a friend yesterday on a podcast around, you know, the impact of actually – uh, embodying that next level of worthiness and embodying that next level of like ourselves by that positive reinforcement, by that validation, by people seeing you. Like, for example, when I was going through my hiring stuff and I keep getting into the same problems and blaming people and then like, Alexia was like, look, this keeps happening. So this sounds like something that's happening on your end, you know? And like having <laughs> those- a good friend. Right? <laughs> it, it's true. And like, you know, you become who you're around and like having those different expectations and having people see you, push you, support you. Like these conversations that we get to have here, like pushes and challenges us through having these conversations and yeah. having those relationships around you to support you in becoming that highest version of yourself. Because yeah. that's, I think, as well, we're on the team thing. It's like we can do more together and like having people around you that are going to call you out call you up and inspire you simply by being around them I think is so important and I know I didn't have that for a long time when I was building my business and now it's like such a non-negotiable because it does take that sometimes to actually have someone believe in you like I had this conversation with a friend's husband yesterday you know I'm going through a lot of transitions in my business looking at like some different um, things I'm really curious about getting into And it was such a beautiful conversation. I don't know this person very well, but like he was so generous, so, so encouraging, so supportive of like, 
what I wanted to create and that made such an impact on yeah. me and I was just like wow actually like now I'm like yeah cool and he's confidence know, confidence and support and it's yeah. just like okay this feels real now and sometimes we really really need that and I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting that and needing that and the impact mm-hmm. that that can create uh, on us I think it's huge I yeah. think a lot of people grossly underestimate the power Massively. of tribe yeah. and oh, community yeah. and I, I think that was me for so long too it was like oh I don't need it I just need to focus head down head down head, head down but truthfully, like everything has amplified, like not oh, just yeah. my business, but like my heart, my right. joy, my yeah. capacity to love. Mm-hmm. Um, everything has just amplified since I've opened up my space to people that are really living an extraordinary life. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm, I'm curious to hear from you guys, because I, I recognize this in myself at one point. I was keeping myself the big fish in a small pond right. for a really long time mm-hmm. where it was like I was the person who was like the most impressive resume, making the most money. Um, right. yep. it, it, I mm-hmm. did that for a while. Even in like my ex-partners I used to date, like I was always the like, oh, okay, she's the one right. out of the relationship that's yeah. like killing it. And I recognized that it was my ego's way to stay safe because right. I didn't have to actually like be on my edge. Mm. and. I actually like fully came to this realization when I broke up with my last partner prior to meeting Preston. Mm. And I recognized like, damn, I keep choosing people that look up to me, that are inspired by me. But like, I want to be inspired by someone. I want someone to call me for Like, I'm sick of doing all the work and like dragging somebody's weight along. And and I recognized why it was strictly because I I didn't want to feel that gap. Mm. I didn't want to feel mm. my edge. And mm-hmm. since I've leaned into that, not just with Preston, but with my girlfriends, like girlfriends especially, like allowing them to hold me mm. versus me being the one that's always getting the phone right. calls and always doing the support. Like yeah. allowing myself to be held has been amazing. Mm. And it's taken a lot of my ego to just be like, Whew. so mm. have, have you guys experienced something similar? Mm. And what did you gain from from that shift if you did? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all my past relationships, friendships, all those <laughs> things. I was always kind of the one racing ahead and doing the weird things. What, and so you didn't have like other 13-year-old friends that were building websites <laughs> and on the house? Surprisingly, surprisingly not. <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing was like I had no one to talk about this with because right. they didn't get it. Yeah. And what I, what the habit I picked up from being surrounded by people that just weren't where I was and, and kind of having the most impressive resume was I wouldn't talk about myself. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. Mm, so... Yeah. I would be constantly listening to their problems. And that's what it was, right? It was like them sharing their problems constantly. And actually I'd had a really epic day and like I was killing it and I really wanted to celebrate and I couldn't say anything because I knew that they, they felt like they were going through something and they were in the victim mode and they, and I wasn't able to just go in with some positivity because they'd be like, Oh, you know, all the things. Right. Here she is trying to do that thing again. Yeah, (laughs) And so, that was really hard. And so mm. being surrounded by people that are killing it and yeah. really like hold space for you to like be celebrated or mm-hmm. to share things that you might be a bit scared or, or feeling vulnerable around yeah. is a total game changer. And I mean, yeah, for sure, my relationship, just feeling like I'm also in catch up mode and the, yeah. the two of us go through phases where, you know, one might be killing it a little bit more than the other and then it flips and it yeah. flips and it's always keeping us on our toes. Yeah. And for some people that might sound like a nightmare, but for me, it. it's it. just great. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So good. What about you, Em? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that the power of relationships is so important, obviously. I mean, I speak about it a lot. And I think for me, like I've always, I've always been so inspired by people. I think like that general like 
inspiration by people that are doing great things and up to big things like it has always kind of put this drive around being around them so I don't really remember ever kind of feeling like I was around people that like I mean obviously for sure there was a, a stage when I moved home from Australia and I was like trying to get into business and I just lost my dad and I was like I felt like there was no one that I really wanted to spend time with that I was like really excited by and yeah and started going to events and started kind of doing my thing and then started cultivating that community. But I feel like I've always made it like a mission to be around really inspiring people because it's like I'm happy to be like the least qualified person in a room of people. Like I think that's where the magic is. It's like, okay, wow. And I think as long as you can kind of manage, because the thing is there's always a gap. There's always like there's always a gap between where we are and like someone who's we perceive to be doing bigger things. And I think it's just, I've had that comfort level with that. And I just get so inspired to like be around people. So it's always been like a focus of mine to make sure like I'm putting myself in situations with people that I think are awesome and amazing. And like, that's had such a powerful impact on me. Um, Because yeah, it's just, I just think that it's something that's so underestimated by people who people spend their time with, the conversations you're having, the lives that they're living. And I think for this one, I think especially for women, it can feel a bit tricky because it's like we're relational beings. We're yeah. we're very like loyal and like not that guys aren't loyal, but like I mean we're very focused on building relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that whenever we transition, because we're always transitioning, like our lives are all. And that's a, a lesson I think I needed to learn as well. It's always going to be in transition. Like again, echoing <laughs> oh, yeah. on that you never get there. We don't land. It's always moving. <laughs> so land. it's like there's always going to be that natural flow in your relationships. And I think some people can get really attached. Like oh, well these have been my friends forever, right. and like oh I can't like. I it's rude if I don't hang out with them and it's like it doesn't make anyone wrong or bad like if you're spending time with people that really aren't lighting you up it's it's just a necessary process for you to like I always say like if you still have the same friends that you had when you were unless maybe you because you probably were hanging out with entrepreneurial friends at 13 but like if you still have the same crew for like you know, 10, 15, 20 years like I have some of my friends that I've known for that time but they're like two of them and they're both entrepreneurs like For me, I feel like that symbolizes that, like, there hasn't been enough growth because it's not really realistic that you're still going to be. Well, unless you guys grow together, right? Right. But, I mean, how realistic is it that you're all going to be growing together at the same stage? For sure. Like, it might sound extreme, but I think that it's just allowing that natural process in your relationships to occur because – it's just so necessary. Yeah. And it's it's not getting attached and saying, we've got to be a forever thing, right? Right. And just knowing that, like, one of my best friends and I, who I've known since I was 17, we took two years off. And right. it was really good for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I needed to be head down. And she was, like, exploring and finding herself. And now we've come back and we can relate on this whole different level. Right. But we, like, needed that split to really, yeah. like, create that divide. Yeah. And it's just really interesting, too. You said something that inspired something for me. I have to say, since I have elevated my community, and it's been for Mm -hmm. the last, like, five years, it has been the most gigantic permission slip Mm -hmm. ever. Like, I don't know about you ladies, but I have gotten some of my best, like, moonshot goals from seeing what other people do. I'm like, oh, yeah. Whoa, they Mm -hmm. did that? Like, that? that's even possible? It's like the four-minute mile, right? Roger Bannister, he he was – Everyone was like, four-minute miles impossible. And then he breaks it. And then right after in that same year, like 100 people break that. Yeah. And they'd never been able to break that before. Mm -hmm. I have so many Roger Bannisters in my life that I'm like, oh, that's possible. Right. Cool. Now that I know that's possible, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And the question is, for any of you out there listening, do you have people in your life Mm -hmm. that are having you question the impossible? 
Yeah. Because a lot of us are so used to throwing that word around like like nothing. Oh, that's mm -hmm. not, I can't do that. Yeah. That's never happened. But the truth is we just haven't met somebody who's done that because mm -hmm. a lot of the times we don't see behind the scenes. Right. And when you get behind the scenes, you really get this taste mm -hmm. of like, oh, actually, I could probably do that too. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, I you just said something and that sparked that whole, yeah. like I would say the majority of my business is a giant thank you to those people who dared to play big enough yeah. to inspire me to do the same. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I, I really, and, and we always say like being unapologetically ambitious, but I used mm. to be apologetic about my yep, ambitions. Right. I used to think that I was shooting too high because then I would have those people in my life that didn't get it and they'd say, oh, you're, you're just selfish or oh, you're greedy for this mm, and yeah. wanting this. But then I'd look at the impact some people around me were having and, you know, the moonshot goals they were achieving. And I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. I just needed to know that it was possible. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. show me and, and I'm off. Yeah, like, yeah. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Um, but also I want to bring on to my um, third kind of bit of advice because you said something earlier and it was about, um, you know, Will Smith's quote of like, I, I might not be the most talented, but I will outwork you and how it's mm. not about that. But one one thing I will say for everyone listening is do everything well. Yes. Mm. Oh, excellence. I because <laughs> no matter how many jobs I've had or what I've done, like when I was working as like a checkout girl when I was at school, like I was the best checkout girl they'd <laughs> ever seen. I Killing was it. <laughs> winning awards left, right and center for signing everyone up for like these um, bonus cards and like, you tell me a goal, like I will get it. And I went into work every single day, just like, I am going to kill it today. Yes. Mm. And those are the kind of people that I want around me too. 100%. Like whether I'm helping my team with customer service or whether I'm writing like a landing, whatever it is, I'm going to do it to the absolute best of my ability. Mm. And also goes even further than that. It's something I tell my team all the time. Whenever you work with anyone, I don't give a shit how they behave yeah because you're the one that controls if you are a pleasure to work with or not yeah and and i and i say we're a team of people that do things excellent and we're also a team Love of people that. that are a pleasure to work with and people mm. remember that and i think those two things have honestly been so key yeah. to my success personally is no matter what i'm doing i'm gonna do the best job that i possibly possibly can yeah. nothing is uh, above or below me same and I, love that. I love that i yeah. i do think that is a trait that is seriously lacking in today's world oh, yeah. because everybody there's like there is a sense of entitlement like oh well you just hired me for this and that's not my job so I'm not going to do that it's like <laughs> we were talking about this just yeah, the other day see we, how long you're working for us <laughs> yeah like we volunteered at a prison and we had these guys doing job training with us and we said the number one thing we look for mm. to hire somebody is this dedication to excellence. And that means that if you're hired to do job A, but you see that something's needed in job B, you do it because you saw it. Yeah. And, initiative. And initiative mm -hmm. and excellence and drive and determination. That is so underappreciated, I think, in today's world. So thank you for bringing mm. that in. For those of you listening, like take that on. Mm -hmm. You can learn that skill. That's not something you're born with. Maybe we were born with it, but. I feel like that's just something that how how could I walk into a room and not give my best, yeah. right? Yeah. And and truthfully, I've had a lot of uh, clients come to me in business with, you know, oh, I hate my job and I want to quit and do my mm. own business, right? I'm like, okay, are you giving a thousand percent at your job currently? Well, mm. no, because and then list of reasons. Uh -huh. I'm like, until you're giving a thousand percent, 
you can't leave. Mm. So let's do a 90-day challenge where you show up a thousand percent. You give all you win all the awards, you do all the things, you mm. sign more people than you've ever signed as a salesperson or whatever your job is, mm-hmm. and then you can walk out on a high. Mm. Yeah. Walk out knowing that you've given your best. Because if you can't give your best at your current position, no matter who you are and what your position is, you cannot run a business. Mm. <sighs> Period. Do you want to jump in? Yeah, I, golden. I mean, I didn't want to yeah. get up before school 6 a.m. and stock shelves. I right. didn't internally jump out of bed thinking, so I can't wait to straighten up those <laughs> shelves today. But you can bet if it was my area of that store, my shelves were perfect. Yeah. When I worked in a retail store with clothing, that's when I learned the power of upselling and all of right. those things. Like my experience there taught me how to sell. Yeah. So someone come to the checkout, they spend 30 pounds, not dollars, spend 30 pounds. And I've been told, okay, your average transaction value should be 50 I'll make 50. Yeah. You know, I'll figure I, that out. I don't, I didn't wake up in the morning thinking I can't wait to sell a bra to someone. Yeah. But when I am there, like you, there's something inside you that, that kicks in and you decide, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm going to give a thousand percent. Yeah. And the minute you start thinking something is below you, yeah. the minute you need mm-hmm. to game over, just, check, yeah, in. check in, check in. I think with this one as well, like something that comes up for me is like really realizing that every year of our life is flowing to the next one. So yeah. it's like, it might feel like, oh, this job is this silo and I can just not show up for it because it doesn't really have anything to do with what I really want to do. It's like, no, no, no. There's a reason why you're in that job right now. And there's something that's going to be created by 100%. you being there. Like I look yeah. at everything that I've done and like the flow on and like, oh, I learned that there and I learned that there and I learned that there and it's like a perfect training ground that's gonna like maybe it's the fact that you showed up so hard in that 90-day challenge at your job and then if somebody met you and then they were about to start a business and then they want to ask you to be a co-founder like this is something that I've so so realized and it kind of links back to relationships as well like everything is relationships like you're going to meet those people later down the track and do you want to be the person that didn't show up or you want to be the person that like even though you were there they saw something in you like everything is linking in whether it's a relationship whether it's a skill you're learning whether it's that because of that you were in just the right room at the right time like trusting that process because it's all divinely linked in and so when you're making sure that you're showing up for it totally it's just trusting that like and I think this for me is a huge one and made a big difference for my life is like trusting that things are working out how they should like you can't make a wrong decision like I feel like a lot of people get super paralyzed around not starting a business and not putting themselves out there because they're like, oh, what if I make the wrong decision? And what if it doesn't work out? And what if, like, needing to know so much of the plan before it's unfolded? It's like, you can't get the full-on clarity, the confidence, the relationship, everything before you start. Like, all of that comes through, like, deciding to leap in. And it comes from failure, too. 100%. Like, failure is our And what is failure? Like, I don't even believe that's a thing. Exactly. But what you would call failure. Totally. Is yeah. where we get the golden nuggets. That's yeah. where like all the juice comes in. Mm-hmm. But I love what you're saying. And I do think I, I want to like really stamp this in. Yeah. Relationships can also be the death of you as well. In right. the sense of people talk. Mm-hmm. And if you show up a certain way, yeah. if you're backstabbing, if you right. are half-assing it, people talk. Mm-hmm. And people leave one career and go to another area. And it's important for you t- mm-hmm. to really get yeah. that your reputation precedes you. Yeah. Like yeah. I have heard about people in really phenomenal ways mm. based on how they showed up for a friend of mine. Yeah. And I've heard about the real, real behind the scenes. Mm. And it's like, I will never hire that person. Right. I don't even want that person in my circle. Right. I don't even want them coming to my events as a student. Right. Yeah. Like word gets around. Mm. So this is another reason like really be aware that really all you have is how you show up. Yeah. Yeah. And I can speak to that something that happened to me recently. And it was a woman in one of my circles in LA 
And something really bad happened there and she really backstabbed me. And mm. I've always been the kind of person that if someone talks about someone else behind their back to me, I'm like, okay, I, that's not the right person for yeah. me. Right, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I stay away from that person mm. and it's, it's a, like a warning symbol. And I remember when this thing happened, you know, all of a sudden my ego wanted to jump and defend itself and go right. out and tell everyone what had happened so that mm. I, I, I wouldn't be the one with my reputation Clear tarnished. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And I made the decision in that moment that I would never talk about what happened, mm. but instead I would just show up as myself for every yeah. other relationship, yes. knowing in full confidence that if, 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 if this thing was ever brought up and my character was ever questioned, no one around me would have right. even yeah. a thought to question it. They, yeah. they would know mm. that, that hopefully that warning trigger would kick in for them. But like, that's not Natalie. Yeah, yeah. I know that's not Natalie. Yeah. yeah. And and I told like everything about reputation. It, it's not mm. about one relationship. Yeah. It's about every relationship and it's about how you show up to every single relationship. Mm. So don't get so worried about having your ego defended or jumping in and getting involved in anything like this. Know mm. when it's time to say that's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping out of it and just making sure that you do a really good fucking job of being yourself with and every sure other not. person. I love yeah. that. And that actually like makes me think as well. Well, it's really important how we treat everybody throughout mm -hmm. the process of everything in our lives. You know, I think it, it's really telling. I've gone out to dinner with some people who I hear amazing things about, and then I see how they treat the wait staff. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I will never do business with this person. Uh -huh. Why? Because I used to be a waitress. Same. My, my family owned restaurants. Mm -hmm. I used to butter the toast in the back on Sunday brunch. Yeah. And if you're not treating every single human being as a human being and yeah. seeing their yeah. humanity and actually connecting with them, just because you're like the connection person online, I'm not fucking buying it. Right. Oh, 100%. You know, and we see that yeah. a lot in our industry where yeah. it's like yeah. you smoke and mirrors and in front and like a oh, lot yeah. of you unfortunately watch people online who show up one way and behind the scenes, we get to see yeah. how they're actually showing up. Yeah. And it's important for you yeah. guys listening to really take this on like how, and this is that excellence, right? How can you show up in excellence in all areas of your life? Mm. And one relationship kind of tying back to what you said, I was a bartender in New York for a, a long time. And one of my clients was actually who, who used to have a job in like, I think he worked as a like sub designer at some label or whatever. He ended up leaving and becoming an, an associate producer at right. HGTV. Yeah. How did I get my first HGTV hosting job? Right. Yeah. Him. Yep. Because mm -hmm. I treated him like mm -hmm. an awesome human that he was mm -hmm. and we connected and he yep. remembered me. Yeah. Yep. Right. So it's like, you never know. Never you know. never know. Mm -hmm. And why not just be a good human in the process? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and one thing you said of like, I will never do business with them. For anyone listening, have that integrity. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's been lots of people uh, that I've met where, you know, there's lots of things. They might have tons of followers. They might be so well connected. <laughs> Everyone yeah. might speak so highly of them. But the same thing, you're around them and the way they treated someone around mm. them or the way they talked badly about someone. Yeah. To me, if that that might not feel good and if that doesn't feel good mm. i don't care how well connected they are i don't yeah. care how many followers they've got yeah. i'm not getting involved yeah. yeah and and have integrity with yourself and be able to understand your own power and and realize you don't need to be friends with every single person that's well connected right right yeah. <laughs> definitely not you really yeah. don't and no, sometimes yeah. that can be a thing oh but they're really well connected and oh yeah. but there's there's no oh buts anything yeah. Yeah. if you're a good person you do a really good job and you treat everyone really mm -hmm. well 
that doesn't matter how well connected you are to the person that's well connected. Yeah, yeah totally. And I think as well, it's like any time that you have that internal kind of like uh, friction, like for example, like, oh, but they're really well connected, even though something inside of me mm-hmm. is not really in yeah. alignment yeah. and you choose to still go that route, like it's asking for trouble anyway. For like you're sure. not actually going to get what you even think you're going to try to get out of that. And again, it's very that's very transactional. Like, oh, yeah. You're not really in alignment with like who I feel like I want to be with, but like I feel like I could get something out of you. So I'm going to like kind of, you know, and I had this really land for me a couple of years yes. ago when I did this event in Australia. And, and I was there. Right. Yeah. Elix <laughs> was there. It was like a little kind of influencer breakfast that I put on. And there was this girl that I invited with a really, really big following that I was like, oh, she's not like really in like kind of doesn't really mesh with like the vibe of all of us. But like she's from here and has this big following and la, 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 la. Um, it, it was a. It would have been a big win. Yeah, it felt like a big win to yeah. kind of get her to come yeah. along, and and a few people that I sort of told that she was coming were like, oh, they were kind of confused in a way because they're like, oh, I wouldn't really have thought that like she would you know be in that sort of scene or whatever, and she came and from start to finish it was like she just brought the whole energy, changed the whole energy of the room, like had a, had a few things kind of go on that really just like limited what I wanted to create, and I was like. Perfect. I was like, I just so landed that I was like, I will never do that again. Yeah, I will never do that again. Like, I already knew that. Like, internally, my mm-hmm. gut had already told me, like, that wasn't fully in alignment. And then it was just like, okay, absolutely perfect. And now I'm just so clear. It was just like, yeah, like, yeah, it's not worth it. Like, you just have to be in integrity with yourself and in alignment. And yeah, otherwise, it's not going to actually pan out the way you might have intended anyway. Yeah, no, that's huge. There's been so many gems here. I just mm. want to reiterate, let's just roll through our top three again as we wrap this up. Yeah, there's so many There's so many gems, but, but our top three that we wrote down, the right. three things we wish we knew before yeah. we got into business. Mm-hmm. Em, go ahead and kick it off. And then that. So for me, it's relationships, 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 relationships. Create them, add value, build them. They're so important. Um, the second one I actually wrote was like action first. You don't need to know how it's all going to pan out. It's going to change so many times in the way that you actually think you're going to create. So jump in and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trust and play. Trust the process. It's all leaning, like leading you where you want to be. And play and friggin' enjoy the ride. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Nat, give us your top three. So my top three, the first one is team, you know, being surrounded by great people and and hiring really well and don't rush that process. Mm. My second thing is understand that imposter syndrome is real and you've (laughs) got to know your own value and you've got to be able to step into your own power and be your own cheerleader, even if no one's cheering for you. And the third thing is just do everything well and Mm. with excellence. Love, love, love it. So my top three, the actual cost of what it takes, Mm. being willing to show up, do the early mornings, the late nights, being willing to do whatever it takes to make that dream of yours happen, that Mm. persistence, that dedication. Um, Getting over yourself is required. Mm -hmm. You've got to get over yourself. And that is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Uh, We've got imposter syndrome. We've got the fear of what other people think. And that is a process. But doing work on the self will truly expand what's possible for your Mm -hmm. business, the more you expand what's possible for you. And then third, there is no there to get to and you cannot fail. You cannot fail. So so it's literally a game of creation. What Mm. do you want to create? What do you want to play with? How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in the process of it? So so many good nuggets here, ladies. So good. My soul feels nourished. Right? That was (laughs) great. The funnest. That was the funnest. Yeah, we hope that there was something in there for you guys. There was obviously a lot more than those. But um, yeah, it was such a joy to create this and I hope that it really lands for you guys to just inspire you to get in the game and just enjoy the journey and just create what feels super aligned and exciting yeah I love it and if if you know this I always ask this at the end of all my things take one thing 
Right. Like there was a lot of things, but take one thing that really like hit mm -hmm. for you or had your body feel a certain way yeah. or you were like, oh yeah, I got to work on that. Yeah. Take one thing from this conversation and action it in your life. Mm -hmm. Do something about it yeah. before the end of the day today. Yeah. Because truthfully, when we take it and action it, it starts to stick and that's mm. how it becomes embodied. So. Yeah. And you know what I would love? That one thing, if you're brave enough, I'm kind of challenging you. I would yes. love for you to share it with us on social. So yes. whether you're screenshotting recording to this, this screenshotting this recording however yep. you're listening screenshot and share that one thing with us because not only is that going to be amazing feedback for us it's mm -hmm. going to be accountability for you and it's yep. also going to be able to share this value with everyone that's following you and really cares so please do that and tag Love us that. so we can repost you yes, yes tag it yes. and i will just say one other final thing is take what resonates and leave the rest i remember someone said that to me once and it's like it, i think can be easy to like go, okay these are the rules now and x y and z it's like but your body knows your soul knows yeah. what you really need to land with like all of us have different opinions on many different things and that's perfect. So take whatever resonated and feel free to leave the rest. Don't get stuck on it. Um, you know, if it's an edge for you, dive into it, but like leave it if it really doesn't feel like it resonates. That's totally okay as well. Love it. All right, ladies. Well, right. this has been great. And uh, mic drop. <laughs> if you love this episode, please subscribe and be sure to leave us a review. We want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and also really want to know who you want to see on the show. And speaking of reviews, I've also got a little something on my sleeve for you. So I want to send you a copy of the Boss Babe 25. This is a brand new resource that we've created and trust me, you are going to love it. So the Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. Seriously, this little resource is like a little Boss Babe holy grail. You are going to love it. It covers everything from must-have products, our favorite books, rituals that we do daily, and little hacks to help you grow. So if you want a copy, it's really easy. Just leave us a review, screenshot that review, and email it to podcast at bossbabe.com. That is podcast at bossbabe.com. And we'll send you a free copy over within 24 hours. We love bringing you experts and interviews from other successful business owners so they can talk about their experiences and share information, tips, and what has worked for them. However, remember that the opinions or advice of our guests and as the hosts should not be taken as personal, actionable advice and as given as general information and education only. Please always remember to consult a qualified professional before implementing any medical, financial, legal, or other business advice to ensure it will work for you or your business. Boss Babe is not responsible nor liable for your decision to implement anything you hear on the podcast. Please listen and act responsibly. The opinions of our guests do not represent the opinions or views of Boss Babe, Danielle Canty, or Natalie Ennis personally and are meant as information and general education only.